Hi everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of Talking Sense with Karen and Hayley. Um, myself and Karen have known each other for a little while now and a few weeks ago we had a casual conversation. Um, we have regular catch-ups and we love talking about the wonderful world of fragrance. Um, and in our last conversation we had a crazy idea that uh, we thought it would be a wonderful thing to start our own YouTube channel and podcast around our favourite topic, fragrance. Myself and Karen both work in fragrance currently and we've got a, a past in it as well. We both worked in the industry for quite a while um, and we've both got a, a great passion and an interest for it and we're, we're unwillingly um, like to admit that we've got a lot of experience in it as well. Um, so we thought, what's, uh, why not share that with other people? Um, so Karen, are you going to tell everyone how we met initially? Yeah. Thanks, Hayley. Yeah, we uh, met in an online business group. Um, so despite the distance between us, we, we formed a friendship. We, we would, ne would never have met without this group. Um, so we formed a friendship because we have these similar interests and similar background in fragrance. Um, so it's been really great to, to get to know Hayley and, and have somebody else in my life who is as passionate as I am. My business is, um, I make retail products for retail called Pocket Potions, and I also offer bespoke services to individual clients. And Hayley does consulting and has background in corporate, um, business, uh, the corporate world of fragrance. So combined, we thought our skills are really very complementary, and we've been talking for a while about how we could use that um, how we could use those complementary skills to help people um, and we have formed um, a business called Signature Sense which we're going to be moving forward with and um, so yeah so that's where we were when we started to develop this idea we were talking about how we could let people know about our business and showcase our knowledge at the same time in a way that would be fun so that's where we're at now I was just going to say, I like what you said about having people finding someone else that you loved in, in your life that loved fragrance, because it is quite a, a small industry. And because we're, there, there's not a lot, of, a lot of us around the world that work in the world of fragrance, unless you find yourself in it um, from an industry perspective, it can be quite lonely. Um, yeah. And I do have a lot of connections in the industry and I have met a lot of people along my way. But um, since I left my corporate role last year, um, it's just nice to, to find people that I can connect with on a daily basis again, because I, I don't necessarily have that um, uh, since I left my, my corporate career. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I watched an interview once with um, a perfumer. No, I didn't. We, I, I read an interview and this, um, the interviewer said, oh, I've never met a perfumer before. And the perfumer who was one of the big names said, well, I'd be surprised if you had. We're rarer than astronauts, yeah. which has always stuck with me. That's quite fun. Yeah. Don't think, yeah. don't think it's necessarily true anymore. There is a definite rise of independent perfumers. Yeah. But, um, but it's a, a nice sort of thought to have in the back of your head if you manage to rise to the top, that you'd be rarer, rarer than astronauts. Yeah, it's a nice statistic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so should we go into our history? I think it would be nice for people to understand where we've come from and our expertise and 
um, I suppose, how we fell in love with the world of fragrance. Do you want to go first? Okay. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, so um, my background is that um, I trained as a nurse after having my children. So I'd had a career break already and I trained as a nurse, which was my childhood ambition. And um, when I got to the end of my training, I realized that really that wasn't for me and I was much more interested in helping people on a one-to-one -one basis. So I started to explore complementary therapies and became an aromatherapist. And from the moment I smelled my first drop of um, essential oil, which was lavender on a, a, on a sniffing stick, uh, just like this one actually, it, uh, it was passed to me, one single drop of lavender and I just inhaled it and I, it felt like my soul had come home. It was, there's no better way to describe it really. It was just this one drop it was passed around um, a group. I think there were six people in this introduction to aromatherapy class that I was in and it was passed around. And as I inhaled this fragrance, it, it, I could feel it affecting every cell of my body. It was a really, really magical experience. Um, and I came to think of essential oils as precious drops of liquid magic. And I've carried that through sort of my career now. So I, I went on to study aromatherapy. That was uh, an introductory module. I did six, I think six or seven of further modules. And then I went on to study a thing called aromatology, which is using essential oils in almost a medical capacity to actually to, to actually physically heal. Um, and I, so I am now a clinical aromatherapist. So I had um, nearly 12 years experience of clinical aromatherapy behind me and I'd moved from using it um, in, in massages or just making fragrances for people that would help them feel better to uh, using them to design uh, fragrances for rooms and even shops. And then I um, had an opportunity to go on a one day perfumery course and um, just gave it a try. It was a natural perfumery course because of course I was evangelical about natural oils and I was determined that I wasn't going to go to the dark side and, and look <laughs> at perfume fragrances. But while I was in class, I, I did make a really beautiful fragrance and the, the tutor uh, that, that was holding it had bought some aroma chemicals and I didn't let her put it in mine, but there was a particular ingredient I think it was Hedione, if I remember rightly, that she put in somebody else's perfume and it really made it sparkle. Mm, and my, my interest was piqued, you know. So um, it was about a year later, I, I had an opportunity to go and do um, a professional intensive perfumery course at quite short notice and I hopped on a plane and went over and, and did this um, three-week intensive course um, and Where the reason I'd gone it was in Thailand Thailand yeah yeah um, it, but I went the reason I, I went and did the course was because I'd reached a point in my aromatherapy business where I was starting to think about making products for people and I'd noticed that the um, concentrated fragrance was smelling different across different bases and I needed to get that uh, chemistry knowledge to to help me adjust that adjust the fragrances so that the differences wouldn't be noticeable to um, to my customers and um, that was the reason I headed off on this course 
Um, and because funnily enough, a few years previously, I, I had um, registered a business domain and somebody had said to me, oh, are you a perfumer? Because it did have quite a, a fancy name. And I'm not telling you what it was. Oh, <laughs> so no. I was but, uh, but are you a perfumer and my response was don't be silly because I didn't think that somebody like me could be a perfumer um but it must have really hit home with me because as soon as this opportunity is gone this perfume course came up I was like oh I'm, you know I'll go and see even if all I get out of it is this um chemistry mm. that I need to know but within within my first week, I was fully in love. For for the second time in my life, bearing in mind this is my sort of second life, this is post children, um, I was properly um, hooked in. I, was, I couldn't believe what you could do with these extra ingredients. And I compare it to like you know when um, when you're a child and you have your set of twelve felt tips and you you feel grown up because you've been given felt tips. <laughs> From, coming on from your pencils and then next Christmas you get 36 felt tips and then about three <laughs> later somebody will give you a pack of 144 different colours and it's like mind-blowing how many different colours there can be well yeah. that was the same sort of feeling that I got when yeah. you know because I, I, when I went I think I had about 85 different essential oils at, at home um but here in this perfume laboratory were i think it was something like 700 different fragrances mm. to play with. um <clears throat> so my mind was blown and at the end of the week we had this homework to do that um we had to draw a picture um and keep it a secret keep it to ourselves but bring it with us the next day and make a fragrance that would illustrate that picture and my drawing for i don't know why i did this but i decided to draw a unicorn in a fairy glade why not um, <laughs> but bearing, in mind, my <laughs> bearing in mind i can't draw it was um <clears throat> the picture wasn't that good but i I kind of knew what I wanted this fragrance to smell like. I wanted shimmer and I, you know, and I wanted this magical feeling. Basically, I think I was deliberately trying to create something that I knew I couldn't create just with essential oils. Mm. So despite how much I love essential oils, here was me wanting to really show that I understood the difference between, uh, you know, how to, how to lift, how to elevate a natural fragrance into, into the realms of, of magic, really. Mm. Um, so I did it and my, my tutors didn't actually get the unicorn, but they did get the magic and, um, <clears throat> you know, they, they were very, very complimentary about it. So that was the end of week one. And there were two further weeks after that, that were much more technical and I just absolutely loved it. And, and since coming home, I've not really looked back because before I went, I felt like I was trying to, um, move my life in some i wanted to do more but i didn't really know exactly what it was or who i wanted to talk to except mm. that it was aromatherapy and then um post doing the course i came back and i knew that i wanted to tell stories with fragrance and i wanted those stories to either um help people to move from one place to another or to help them illustrate what they felt on the inside so that they could feel really empowered and that's been my driving force since I did that course um, just over three years ago but um, I was 47 when I went on that course so I think to 
finally uncover my talent, <laughs> you know, and an actual talent, not just a, something that I have learned to do, was really, really uplifting for me. So I do feel like I'm one of those women sort of in my second stage of life that, that really has um, taken a huge step forward. So that's my sort of background story to where I am now. I think that's lovely though, because some people, like, yeah, right, some people just don't even have the luxury of finding that out. And even though you found it out later, it's still yeah. amazing that you found it. And I'm just going to, I'm going to brag a little about you at the minute, Karen, because I've, uh, I've had the luxury of working with a lot of perfumers um, in my career and I've smelt um, some of Karen's creations um, and, and they're amazing. And the thing I love about Karen is that it's not just about creating a nice smell with her. It's about <clears throat> the story behind it and the reason behind it and getting that message over. Um, and that's, in my eyes, that's what makes the best perfumers in the world. Because it, being a perfumer takes a long time. It takes a lot of training. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes an amazing memory. But if you don't have that flair and that creative side of storytelling through it, um, it could be any old fragrance, but the really powerful fragrances come with that backstory and that vision behind it. And that's what you're really good at. So I'm blowing your trumpet for you. Oh, thanks, Hayley. So my story, yes. So, <clears throat> so little old me, um, I originally went to university when, uh, when I was 18 um, in Northumberland um, and I studied forensic science um, and that was purely because um, at school I was pretty good at science um, and it, I suppose it kind of interested me um, but I was good at it which is why I kind of went down that route because I thought naturally that's, that's where I'm headed. So I chose forensic science and at the time, the reason why I chose it, and this is really bad, because um, I knew I wanted to do some kind of science, but all kind of the organic chemistry and stuff sounded a little bit boring to me. Um, but on the TV at that, that point of, of my life, and that will show you kind of my age, is that CSI was absolutely huge. Um, and I thought, mm, that would be quite interesting. And I think there was only two universities at the time that taught forensic science. And they were both in the Northeast. There was one in Teesside and one at Northumbria University. So I went to Northumbria University and I'd done three years of forensics. Absolutely loved it. Um, but when I got to my last year, when I had to try and decide where I was going to go after university and what I was going to do, I became really aware that I didn't want to work in forensics. Um, it was amazing. I loved it. And it was so interesting. But from a career perspective, it really just wasn't me. It doesn't fit with my personality at all. Um, so I panicked a little bit because at this point I was trying to look for a home for me and my um, then boyfriend. I'm married to him now. Um, so I thought, I desperately need a job. So I was applying for, for, for loads of jobs online. Um, and actually, my, my husband found um, this one that was just labelled research chemist. Um, and it's had nothing, no other information. And it was through an agency. So I didn't know anything. So I applied for that. And I got invited to an interview. And I found out it was for Procter & Gamble. So at that point, I got a little bit panicked because I was like, well, Procter & Gamble, that's a pretty huge company. I don't know. I started to have that doubter, um, that syndrome, imposter syndrome, that's it. Um, and I went for the interview anyway. And they said, right, 
we've got three jobs going. Um, we've got a one that worked in formulation, a one that worked in processing, so the manufacturing of the products, or we've got one in fragrance. Um, so I went through a three-hour interview. I went home in my, to my boyfriend and I went, Pete, there's this one job in fragrance and I really don't want that one. <laughs> and it's embarrassing when I think about it now, but I thought I, I need to be in more of the, like the, the science-based things. I need to be in that. Clear, I didn't understand what I was talking about, but um, and I think it was a, the day later, I got a phone call and they said, oh, they'd like you for the fragrance job. And I'll be honest, my heart sunk. <laughs> and that was purely because I just, I, I, I didn't understand what it was. I didn't even under, know that there was a whole industry behind it. I just didn't get it. Um, but I couldn't turn it down. I was like, I need a job. I need to get money um, coming in. So I accepted it. And I graduated. No, sorry, I didn't graduate. I finished uni on a Friday. Um, and my course was done. And I started at p and on the Monday. Didn't even give myself a holiday. Very committed. Um, and then I, um, yeah, I started on the Monday. And within a week, I'd absolutely fallen in love with it. Um, and that's because I had such a deep dive into the world of fragrance and what it was. And I kind of took a step back and I was like, oh, actually that is really interesting. I realized how scientific it was. Um, and it's hugely um, chemical based, They're talking about organic chemistry and all the bonds and how they interact with each other. Um, and it's hugely creative. And actually that's what made me realize that I was quite creative as well. I'd always put myself into the camp of science before that because that's what I was good at. But then when I kind of look back in my, in my past, the stuff that I loved doing when I was little was coloring, was crafting, um, was making things out of nothing. Um, but it didn't seem to come as natural to me. I didn't excel in it, uh, whereas I did in science. So I went down that path, but this is what kind of made me realize, it's like, well, actually you can have a job where it's got two, those, both of those elements in it. Um, so I quickly fell in love with it anyway, and I started as a perfumer's assistant. Um, so that is basically where you're in a lab and you're weighing up um, the, the perfume formulations. Um, and I was, like that for maybe about two or three years so um a perfumer's assistant but also a lab assistant as well so i was looking after all the raw materials so karen you mentioned before about walking into a room with like 700 materials i was responsible for a big stock room of about 2000 raw materials wow. um which that was a really dull job um but was <laughs> part of it all um that then uh, um, graduated up to um, a slightly different role where I became a project manager in some of the projects. So I worked specifically at the time in laundry and home care. So I was working on brands like Daz, Ariel, Assay, Fairy, things like that. Mm. Um, so I was then stepping into the role of managing the fragrance projects. So they would say, we want a new fragrance for Daz in the UK. And I would organize kind of the consumer testing. I would advise the perfumer what to do, um, what fragrances and what scents and what direction to go in. Um, and then run that project from end to end with, with the brand teams as well. And I'd done that for about 10 years. Um, so I started in 2005 
Um, and I loved it, absolutely loved it. It was difficult at times, but I, I did love it. It was the creativity, the, the, the scientific element of it, the project management side of it, absolutely loved it. And I was lucky enough to travel the world with it because um, I was working on global projects. So I went to like Mexico, Philippines, um, the US, Poland, wow. things like that. It was, it was fantastic. Um, and then I was on maternity leave with my second daughter and I got contacted about a job in Leeds. Um, so I was still living up north. Well, I suppose Leeds is still north technically, um, but further north. I was still in Northumberland at the time. Um, and I got contacted about a job um, at Unilever. Um, and it was one of those moments where I kind of got, took a step back because those of you who know the industry, P&G and Unilever are massive competitors. So getting a contact from a competitor was a little bit, it, it took, me, took me by surprise a little bit. But anyway, I basically got headhunted for a job in Leeds, which was working in um, their deodorant group. Um, so I was going to become a senior fragrance manager with them working on brands um, such as Lynx, um, or if you're in anywhere but the UK, Axe, is, that's what it's called, um, Shua, or it's also known as Degree as well in the US, um, Impulse and Dove as well. So I was managing the team who, um, who was developing the fragrances for those. Um, and I worked there for about three years. So that was a nice big step up in my career. I was managing projects in P&G, but then this one was kind of managing the team and managing the department as well, um, which was, it was, it was very difficult, um, but I loved it. It added a huge different element to my um, portfolio, I suppose, because um, I was getting involved in things like regulatory, the finance side of it, the sales side of it. Um, a lot of it in the marketing as well as um, the stuff I'd done previously, which was in the evaluation and the development of the fragrances as well. So um, I kind of got a real rounded approach to it. But then last summer I left. Um, I, I suppose the, the best way to describe it is that I just... I felt like I needed to retire from corporate. I'd worked about 13 years in a corporate setting it can be quite ruthless um, and I'm quite a light-hearted um, person and it just really wasn't the, the, the lifestyle for me anymore. I had two young children, I wanted to be a bit more flexible with my life. Um, so I quit that last summer and I started my fragrance consultancy. Um, so now I work with small businesses and other companies who are wanting to bring fragrance elements into their business. Um, and teaching them about the world of fragrance as well. So that's my background. It's um, it's it's exciting. I loved it. Um, I, 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 even though I left the corporate world, I'll never look upon it um, as um, anything other than a huge positive because it opened up my eyes to a completely different industry I would never have even thought about entering. And I fell in love with it. And to be honest, if I didn't love it, I wouldn't have went back to it when I left the corporate world. Um, I took about a three month break where I did have a think about the future and what I was going to do. And I automatically migrated back to fragrance because not only is my experience there, but my heart's there as well. My passion's there with it. Um, and yeah, not, not, not looking back. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And yeah, met Karen. And I think, as you say, once you leave the, the corporate setting, everyone knows everyone. You're working with people in multiple different projects and then they'll move companies and you're working with them again. 
Um, but then when you leave that corporate setting, you do get, you get a little bit lost because they're all over there doing their thing. And then there's you as an independent. Um, so it's been really lovely when I um, met Karen in that group, just to be able to talk about fragrance with someone that understands it because whenever I mention or oh, work in fragrance with people people automatically go to fine fragrance yeah um and it's not I have worked on fine fragrance um brands before but my um knowledge and expertise whereas you're in the you've come from aromatherapy and you've went into um personal fragrance I came yeah. from a very kind of functional background with the laundry and the home care and then I did move more into personal care but I think that that just opens people's eyes as well not understanding that you've got a whole world out there of fragrance it's not just the fine fragrance bit at the top. Absolutely yes yeah. it's, it's amazing when you think about it because even when I was um, working in aromatherapy I never really gave much thought to the fact that there's a whole industry behind how my washing liquid smells you know when I when I've got my laundry on I uh, you know I like the smell because it clean clothes smell lovely but it's kind of you take it for granted you don't realize how much work is actually behind all that so um yeah that's that's really interesting to uh, have your eyes open to that you know um I, you know, mine's always been very much about my my sort of love comes from how much an essential oil can affect you. But even even the fragrances in in the lights of you know um, Daz, which you mentioned you've worked on, they they originate from natural products, even if they're now aroma chemicals that uh, smell similar. Um, they're all inspired by nature and it's really I think we've got that a really nice balance here between our two ways of starting I remember, I remember when I first saw, saw your um, introduction in that business group and you mentioned forensic science and I was like oh I can't speak to her <laughs> so I'm scared <laughs> she's, she's like a proper a proper scientist <laughs> You know, but when I think about it, I, I, when I was at school, I was actually rubbish at chemistry because um, I didn't have the patience with the periodic tables and all of that kind of thing. But I did like biology. So there is, I do like some elements of science and I'm a massive science fiction um, nerd. So, so, um, so I like I like the idea that I understand little bits of science, but only the stuff I'm interested in. Um, but I like, you know, now I, I know much more about um, what do you call it? I've forgotten now. Um, organic chemistry, yeah. and I understand about molecular bonds and stuff like that. And I and I quite like knowing that because you know when you're at school, you you don't want to be the nerd that understands the complicated. <laughs> I think I was that nerd, Karen. Be quiet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. It wasn't. <laughs> it's funny you say that though, because now you're the one who has got much more of a scientific background. Because to be honest, in the role in the role that I had um, in both P and G and Unilever, I didn't need to have that scientific knowledge because that was in the arms of the perfumer. They had oh. to understand the creation of it and how things would. Um, 
blend together and connect together whereas my side was more kind of like the olfactory profile what does it smell like what does it need to be added so I've lost a lot of my scientific skills <laughs> so now we've switched places you're probably more of the scientist than I ever um, will be from from now on so <laughs> it's so funny isn't it because if I was to take my CV to Procter & Gamble or Unilever they'd probably laugh me out the building <laughs> in you know in terms of what it actually says on paper yeah so. yeah and i think the industry is is funny like that and i suppose we'll come across this in in future weeks we will talk a bit about the industry and how it works and how you get into it and um, the different types of jobs you've got and such but to be honest it, it is a difficult industry to get into um and unless you can prove that you've got a, a science base um such as organic chemistry i mean organic chemistry is the obvious one um, i managed to get in it through a forensic science degree which was much more of an applied science um, but even then you need to prove your um scientific knowledge and base and unless unless you can't do that it is hugely difficult to get into and even then i know people and i feel really bad sometimes because i just fell into it i did stumble into it i kind of just tripped through the door and i was like oh hello it's like a bit of an <laughs> alice in wonderland situation where i did fall down a hole and i found something wonderful but um <laughs> there are people who i know that have been trying to get in the industry for years and they can't um, so it is, it, is, it is a difficult one to crack, for sure. Um, so I, I do feel very lucky in that respect. Yeah. So, man, I think between the two of us, we've got loads to talk about. And um, we've already got a huge list, haven't we, of subjects that we want to cover. Oh, yes. Um, we, 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 we are so excited about, uh, you know, going ahead with this and, and seeing what we can come up with. And um, so even though we've got a huge list of subjects, we'd love to hear from anyone who's listening to this introduction with your questions and things you'd like to know, because we can always add them. Um, and I think, you know, we we probably need to do more than one a week, bearing in mind the size of the list we already have and yeah. the potential questions and the things that are going to show up because even during this conversation I'm having to hold myself back from wanting to ask something else um so we we've got a lot to say um and we're excited to share it. and um we can't wait to get started really so um you know as I say do we want people to get in touch don't we Hayley so that yeah. uh, what they want to know about um our list currently um we, we've got on there that we may do some perfume reviews in the future uh, because we want to be able to look at the industry as a whole we're not just going to limit it to to um you know small niches we want to keep it as broad as possible um so yeah do get in touch and let us know what you'd like to hear about yeah we'd love that and <clears throat> as karen says like, we're so excited to be doing this and i think we've got a list of about 30 things already and we'll quite ha happily add to that and for us this is about uncovering the world of fragrance it is and i've heard people say this before it is a bit of a black art um it's because it's a either you don't know exists or b you know it exists but you've got no idea what goes behind on behind closed doors um and luckily me and karen have got um perspectives from from lots of different angles that we can give you and we really kind of want to take you on that journey of 
just understanding and making sense of a fragrance and the industry itself. So, um, as I say, we'll be releasing some videos every week, um, probably more than one, as Karen says, because we've got so much to talk about. And I was the same as you, I had to stop, like, like getting in and saying, oh, oh, that's a good topic, Karen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if there's anything that you want to know about, um, we will certainly do a video on that. So just write in the comments below, um, ask any questions, make any comments, um, and just generally say hi. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably it for our first episode. We really wanted to, to get to know um, um, you guys and let us know um, what you want to know about from us and we just thought it would be really lovely to introduce ourselves and our backgrounds so when we're talking and describing um, a lot of the, the things in the future you kind of know what angle we're coming from and what experience we've had as well. Um, so yeah drop us a like or a comment and uh, we will see you on the next episode. <laughs>